This is the sound of regular water droplets. This is the sound of vitamin water droplets. Regular water, vitamin water. Regular water, vitamin water. Hey, come on now. Vitamin water. It has vitamins, but also parties. Copyright 2020, Glass O. This episode of the Life is Dope podcast is sponsored by the Rhino Supply Company, Denver's most reliable supply company for medical marijuana patients. Whether you need concentrates, strains, or edibles, get the best mall high quality at an affordable price. Charge down to Rhino Supply, located at 3100 Blake Street in the heart of the Rhino Art District. Rhino Supply is open seven days a week, too. Ask your bud tender about the dope deals. This week, members receive two grams of select concentrate for $25. This is the plug for medical marijuana. Text DOPE DEALS to 720-336-5888 or go to rhinosupply.com for more info. Yo, it's the Life is Dope Podcast. I'm your man, Graffiti. What's good? I'm Davey. What's up, bro? How you feeling today? Man, it's a great day. It's sunny out. It's hot in a bitch is what it is. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Uh, what Hold you up. got? Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Bro, if we start another episode Hold with up. dad jokes, Hold I'm going to find a new co-host. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. He going to do this. He going to fuck what I say. Hold up. Fuck what I be talking about. What do you call a fake noodle? <laughs> a fake noodle? An imposta. <laughs> Come on, bro. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Black card revoked. Come on with another one. Mm. <laughs> and he be focused. He be smiling at his phone like this shit about to kill him. How does a penguin build its house? How does he do it? It glues together. <laughs> you know what we about to get? We about to get a lot of feedback from the fans. Like, you know, I really don't like when David <laughs> starts the show with them jokes. Or it might be the best part. It might be. Unfortunately, it happens like that sometimes. One be. more. Come on, fam. You want to hear a joke about culture. You want to hear a joke about construction? I'm still working on it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Let it build. Hey, man, so we got another special guest in the building. What this man does a lot behind the scenes, yo. Like, I want to, I want to, like, super gas your intro, but I feel like I'm going to miss something, so I'm just getting straight to it. We got my man Reality in the building. Y'all make some noise for hey. Reality. Hey. What's up, what's up? Yo. Can you clap for yourself? Yeah, definitely okay, clap, for, clap yourself. for yourself. Yeah, I'm, I'm in here. What's up, man? Yo, so for those who don't know, who are you? What do you do? Shit, better question, man. What don't I do? Mm. Uh, first of all, man, Greg Delaney is my government name. I can say that because I don't have no warrants. Right. Uh, <laughs> reality, uh, Voice Colorado, man. I, I, I own a video production company. I own the Colorado Commission, man. I was a poet. I hosted poetry for years. I, I, I do on-air, off-air personality shit. I'm behind the cameras. I'm in front of the cameras, man. Uh, sometimes I break dance. Shit, what else I do? Oh, yeah. I'm a part owner of a, of a CNA Institute. Uh, shit, man. I, Nigga, sometimes you break dance. Yeah, sometimes I break dance. But we'll, we'll get back to that. Anytime. It could happen. Randomly. Don't make me do it. But on the, on the flip side of that, man, I, I, I work with some of the best in the well, Actually, let me correct that. I work with the best in the city. I've, I've been working with them, man. I've, breaking, I've, I've broke bread with, with, those, with those people in the city who are staples, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I do, man. That's, that's, that's who I am. Word. So, of course, we see it all over your shirt and all over the hat. What is the Colorado Commission? Colorado Commission is a black-owned business network of those who do business in the city with integrity. Colorado got to be one of the only states that you go that you don't have to check in at. 
Mm. I mean, let's be honest, man. There's, there's so many people in the city who do good business, but at the same time, there's a thousand frauds. And the problem with, with the people who come into the city, people like, you know, you and I who, who've been out here grinding for years, who've actually figured out and paved this lane, you know, you've, you've taken a thousand falls with a lot of fuck niggas who didn't do the shit the right way or who didn't really, who wasn't about it. And when the new people come in and who got money, who's ready to invest, who could, who could actually put people like you and, and, and myself on the next level, they deal with a lot of these fake people before they get to us. So then they get scary and then they don't want to invest. So what we've done with the Colorado Commission is that we created a network of those who do great business with integrity that we could refer to. And, and we started sending money through the network because if somebody asked me, well, if I want to put something out and I need to get it and I need to get it done the right way and I got this money, who do I go to? Right. You know, what we've been doing for a long time in the city, brother, is that we, we've been referring people. You know, you, your barber. Let's just, just say your barber, for instance, right? Well, we'll do one better. There's this, there's this cat named Young Doe, right? He, he's an amazing guy. Um, I heard of yeah, he, he does He does a lot of shit, but what, what people don't understand is that his printing and things that he does is amazing as well, right? Yep. But he does it business-wise. He does it with integrity. So if somebody says, hey, real, I, I need to get this printing done, do you know somebody? If I can send him through Young Doe, who happens to be a part of the Colorado Commission, and Doe says, all right, man, well, I got this business. What I'm going to do, real, is I'm going to kick you back $20, you know what I mean, for sending that through me. We both made money. Right. And then when he has his show and he's doing his thing, because he happens to be a rapper as well. Let's say a book signing, he needs a host. Mm. He's going to say, hey, real, I need a host. I know you do that. Let me send that through to you. Right? So then I give him the discount on the show, and now we send him money back through the network. But I'm only fucking with people who are actually doing good business in the city. Right. And that's that Colorado Commission, because if I, if I put the name on it, and he don't come through, then I follow up. And then I reassure that the business was good. And if it's not, then I'm giving you your money back. And me and that man's going to have a conversation about what should have been right and how we're going to make it better. Right. But we're putting that staple on it, man. Colorado got to move, and that's, that's how we move right now. So building that network. Community. The network's amazing. I heard, I heard somebody say the network is money. It is. If that's the case, nigga, I'm rich as hell. Oh, shit. <laughs> but recycling saying. that dollar in the community. Quiet as it's kept. I, I done spent money with you before you knew I spent money with you. That's real talk. Yeah. That's real talk. I used to make my poetry flyers back in the Ooh, day. Hey, see? And yeah. I ain't even know that. You see how we be Through J. Crew. Oh, okay. Imagine that. Shouts to J. Crew. Yeah. yeah. So when you talk about investing, what specifically uh, do you invest in? Uh, man, I, I invest in your business, man. I invest in your brand. I, I invest in your work because that's the most important thing. You know, I, what, I, what I don't want to do and what I won't do is I'm not giving you money now to pay your bills for tomorrow. I'm giving you business for you to get bills paid for everything that's coming. Mm-hmm. And, and the thing about it is, is that I'm sending you business if you do good business, but only if you do good business. And you're going to send that business back to me. Right. Right? Because let's be honest, if I refer somebody to you and, 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 and you do amazing production and things of that nature, it's not like they're going to get off the phone with somebody else and be like, man, don't fuck with real. He be sending me. They're going to be like, hey, if you need somebody to do production, holler at real. He knows some people. He put me on with this guy. He did great. Boom. You're going to get the business. And it just it comes back full circle, man. But Colorado, you know, we one of the states, one of the few states that don't, that did not network like that yeah. previously. Okay. So. Do you feel like Colorado has a culture? Absolutely. I mean, <laughs> so the funny part about it is you, you are, oh, man, fuck it. We're just, we just going to be real all the let's way across that. the board, so right? Let's, let's here, just do bro. it. Um, Colorado has two different cultures right now. You got the new niggas, and then you got the, 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 the ones who's been doing it. Mm. And the thing about it is the new niggas think that Colorado has no culture because they don't see an identity. But the thing about Colorado is, is what makes us special is that we don't have an identity, so we could transform to anything that fits. Um, the ones who've been out here for a long time, you know, you, me, Young Doze, J. Cruz, all, all of those cats, you know, they'll work hard, Gil, like, like those cats. 
you know, we've been moving around for a long time, man. It's just that we're not the ones who's um, who's putting it all on social media for it to be uh, a Kardashian movie. You right, see what I'm saying? Right, right. We actually out here trying to get it, and it doesn't matter if you like it or not, or if you want it or not. Like we we out here, you know, and, and it's not for promotion. Yeah, it's for business. Okay. Yeah. So as far as poetry, you said that that you first got started into that. Yeah, man. That's actually how I got my name in the city. Oh, tell us more about that. Shit, man. Um, I I I, I didn't want to be a rapper, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I was good with words, and uh. I went to a, a poetry venue one time, man, and and I was, you know, I, I grew up in the NWA era, the gangbang era, so I was going through, you know, a little little situation, a couple of situations that uh, wouldn't allow me to be so far into the public. So <laughs> say no more. Yeah, say, say no more. <laughs> nice you know, and spoken. Yeah, so uh, I went to the poetry venue because it was a different field than what I had been used to, and I needed to kind of stay out of that situation until things kind of eased up. And uh, man, I was in the building I'm looking at all these beautiful women in here and shit and I got ready to leave because it was kind of corny I mean at the time it was the, the niggas who had the head wraps and shit and everybody was <laughs> so oh my god you know and then incense irritated I got bad allergies fam so <laughs> <laughs> but, but, I'm, but I'm in here and I get ready to leave man and this DJ nigga uh, put on uh, Never Too Much by Luther Vandross and it was the first time I didn't heard this shit in the club it just so happened to be the little nigga's name is Kimani mm. shout out Kimani Smith one of the first DJs I ever managed by the way yeah, right. yeah, he, he, good nigga, you know what I mean? Uh, but he put on the song, so I turned around like, wait, hold on. Like, that's my shit. I'm going to sit for a minute. Who plays that shit? Yeah. Females was in there. The music was going good, man. And uh, then they started the poetry shit, and I was sitting in the back like, what the fuck is these niggas talking about? Because everybody was, oh, sister, I love you, queen. I want it back. Da, 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 da. Nigga, I'm, I'm on it back. <laughs> but, I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm currently a gangbanger going through a situation. I'm like, this shit's sensitive as hell. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't understand this. <laughs> my partner was with me looking at me watching the whole shit and was like man when you gonna write something and come back I was like oh shit I got you know I guess we can you know next week I, it's a cool spot I'll be back yeah. I went home and wrote some shit man and came back and they was like oh, you're so deep <laughs> I was like what because once again I'm the nigga in this spot with the white t-shirt on the Levi's yeah. and, and a pistol on me you know what I mean and they <laughs> like oh. <laughs> you know everybody's like you know, but when I got on that stage, it's like, oh, you're so deep. Yeah. And that's when I met, actually, that's when I met J. Crew. Because uh, the nigga was like, hey, fam, me and my homeboy were just talking about that shit, what we were talking about, and that's real <laughs> nigga shit, and nobody says it. And I mean, that, that, was, that was early 2000s, man. And to be perfectly honest, I was one of the first poets in the city. Um, one of the first, I'm not going to say I was the first, but I was one of the first poets in the city who, instead of doing that whole black queen, goddess, she, so forth and so on, my poem was about a trophy bitch. Mm. That's what everybody did. Because that's real. But what, 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 what killed him, though, is at the end of the poem, it said, Revlon may paint a pretty picture, but a mural on a dumpster only makes a pretty trash. Okay. Every female in it. First of all, it was, it was almost like saying the cuss word in church when you call a black woman a bitch in a poetry venue. Because mm. they was like, oh, not her queens. No. You right. Know, my shit was like, hey, man, I'm going through shit. Fuck y'all. Here, here's what it is. And I'm not, I'm not sensitive like y'all, so let's do it. And it worked. And, and man, it, it paved the way. And after that, they just picked it up. Wait, where were you going through? You was getting played. You said what? So what were you going through? Were you getting played? Was that why you felt that way? No, nah, man. So here's the situation. Once again, keep in mind. Okay. I'm this guy who, who who's... I ain't going to say I'm from the streets because I was never from the streets. I was more street than most. You right. know what I'm saying? Than most in that poetry venue. Right. And when you get in there, everybody's looking at you like you, you know, because you're not the head rap type of right. guy. You're not the innocent type of guy. So they're looking at you like you ain't shit. You try to speak to a female. And they're like, eh. Mm. You know. 
But once you got on that stage, they was, oh my God, you're so deep, you're so you're so intellectual. Bitch, I've been intellectual. I was, <laughs> I was intellectual when I had on the white t-shirt and the pistol. I mean, queen. Right, like nah, you know. So, so what it was, man, is that it just I hated the persona that that, that, that they put out there that it had to be that, that you had to be a certain kind of way. Right. And these females are so uppity. So my whole thing was is no matter how cute you think you are, if you ain't about shit, it don't matter. Right. Revlon may paint a pretty picture, but a mural on a dumpster only makes for pretty trash. Like, yeah, if you ain't got no substance, bitch, you still trash. Damn. Yeah, it was deep. That's real. And then from there, reality was born. Reality. And what made it so bad is I didn't even name myself. Mm. That shit used to bother me. So, I don't know if y'all want to know this, but I'm telling you anyway. So, so I'm sitting there with my guy right from high school. He he known me for a long time. And I used to have these situations with these niggas. And keep in mind, I'm going through this whole little situation I need to stay low-key with. And he's telling me, he's like, you know, fam, look, you know, niggas is hating on you and all this kind of shit. You got all this shit going on, but niggas just don't know you. If they if they knew that you was real as the air you breathe, then they, then they wouldn't think that this is persona because people thought I was cocky and all kind of shit. But I just didn't give a fuck. Like, right. what, what, you know, how you felt about me didn't mean nothing to me because it wasn't paying no bills. I wasn't, I'm not a clickish type nigga. So True if you didn't shit. like me, nigga, okay, cool. Keep it moving. Or, or we could fight or, or we could just be cool. So, you know, he used to just tell me, nigga, you was real as the air you breathe. So when the niggas asked me, we just go to the stage like, hey, man, you know, what, what do they call you? I'm trying to figure out a cool ass rapper name or some shit. That nigga was like real, reality, call him real because he's a real nigga, call him reality. Mm. I was like, yeah, what he said. And that shit stuck. Stuck. Mm. Wrong name to give me. <laughs> Wrong name For the rest of my life I've been telling niggas The truth Didn't want to Now you did bring up A good point about No fly zones And how you know Colorado doesn't really have You know A no fly zone Or people don't necessarily Have to check in Do you think that people Should have to check in Because sometimes People move in There's, there's a lot of money that's, that's moving around The city But it often doesn't really You know Touch the hands Of the community so, in, in, in the sense of checking in, I mean, you know, my, my, my 25-year-old self would have been like, hell yeah, they need to check in. You know what I mean? But my, my 41-year-old self is going to say, hell yeah, they need to check in. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it's, it's, it's checking in in a different way. I'm not saying you need to check in to make sure that you're safe, but here's what needs to happen. If you come into the city and you need printing for your for, for, for your event, for your concert last minute and things mm-hmm. of that nature, you don't, you don't call nobody outside of the state. You don't call... The, the, the bullshit-ass dude who ain't putting no money in the community or the one who ain't been out here grinding. Right. You call... Or go to Kinko's or something. Yeah, you right. don't do that. You, you you call my guy because he's out here. He's the one who does it. He's been out here grinding, and that money, that, that little money that you think you're throwing away because it's your industry money mm-hmm. could be changing his whole family situation. You know what I mean? When you right. need a last-minute host and your host and fell off and shit like that, you want somebody to go hold on to it. You, you give somebody an opportunity who's here, who's, who's, who, pay, who put that, that, that work in. Mm. You know, you don't give that shit away. Right. And that's the problem, you know, like people don't feel like they have to come to the city and pay homage to the people who've done this shit. And that's what I mean by checking in. So, hell yeah, spend money where, 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 where we've built this for you. Because to tell you the truth, you probably wouldn't be coming if we didn't put if we didn't pave this way for you. Straight up. That goes into the gentrification that's popping off in the city right now. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Let's speak on that a little bit. Absolutely. Because a lot of our culture is being, you know, being exchanged for revenue that we're not seeing at all. Yep. Right. So, so what's your thoughts on that? So, brother, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you, man, when I said I'm not politically correct, I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep it 100 with you. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't blame the white people for that shit. Okay. You know what I mean? Um, they seen the opportunity. They seen business. They seen money. They took advantage of it. Now, what we should have been doing is trying to partner up and figure out how they was getting that money and what to do and how to invest in it. Because the truth about it is, it ain't like the five points was popping and we went down there and bought a business and tried to change the, the, the demographics of it. You know? That's true. They seen money. They went down there and they got it. Yeah. You know, the whole time, we were still driving past the shit. 
And now they built it up. We like, damn, how you gonna put back in the hood? I ain't never seen white people on Downing walking their dog. Right. <laughs> well, <laughs> my nigga, it could have been you walking your dog on Downing. Keep in mind that that Burger King is sitting over there with black owned. Yeah. When she put that there, she made money. Right. How many other Burger Kings came up after that though? And she gave us the blueprint. Right. Mm. You know what I mean? So, you know, I, I, I don't blame them, man. They did what they do. It's business. That's what they do. But if we wanted to, if we wanted it, then we would have took it. The problem I have right now is that we see somebody else doing it and be like, oh, man, that should have been us. Well, nigga, make it you. Why do you think it's not us, though? I feel like it's an education thing. Like, I feel like we want things after we see somebody else has it, which is life, mm-hmm. but we don't necessarily know how to get it. Well, whose fault is that? That's what I'm asking. Because I'm, I'm, here's the thing, brother. Uh, last time I checked, you were doing <coughs> graphics. Mm-hmm. Now you're doing a podcast. I, I imagined if you wanted to do a podcast, you did some research, you got on it, and you started your shit. Straight up. You know, the, the thing about it is is that Colorado doesn't have a lot of the, the young, a lot of the people in Colorado don't have the drive um, to to want to create themselves. And maybe they feel like it's, they don't have the, the resources or whatever it is, or maybe they don't have the motivation or, or they don't see enough influences to say that you could do that. But you go down south. And, you know, there's brothers driving Teslas and things like that on the regular. They're not dope dealers. These are business owners. But right. they do that because that's their culture. Right. You know. Um, so, once again, I mean, I, I, I'm in a section right now. I mean, I'm 41 years old. The, the cats I move around with, the ones that, I, that I've come up with, we ain't, we ain't the I couldn't, I can't, I don't know why culture. You know, I mean, I, I, I come from the culture of, you know, where if we wanted it, we created it. If, right. if, if, if it wasn't there, we built it. I ran the number one poetry venue in the nation for seven years, my nigga. Not because I seen another poetry venue do it. It's because nobody was saying the shit I wanted to say. Right. You know, I started the Colorado Commission and, and started monetizing my network, not because, you know, I seen somebody else with a with a, a, a network that was ridiculous. It's just because I got tired of that one fucking thing wasting money. You know, so... You know, it's about the, the, the inspiration to create, man. And, and the problem is a lot of us, we we rather sit around and talk about what we're not doing or how we're not going to get it or how hard it is to do it than get your ass up and move around mm. and make it happen. Ain't nobody going to give you shit, my nigga. Straight up. And they ain't gave me shit. If they if they giving out shit, please tell me where it's at. I was going to say, man, they ain't gave me shit either. But I'm waiting, man. <laughs> man. Damn, somebody give me like something. 40 else. acres in a mule or something. I don't even know what the fuck I'm going to do with a mule right now. $40 in some Henny. Give me that. <laughs> a happy meal and a smile. Can I get a handshake? Something around this motherfucker. But yeah, man, that's, that's how I feel about it, bro. Straight up. <clears throat> so how were you able to transition into being an on-air personality and into hosting? Same shit. So, you know, one of, one of the things that, it, that, that, that life will teach you, right, is that where you start is never where you finish. Mm-hmm. Um, with me... Once again, going through the little situation, I uh, going through, you know, which fuck would you gonna put out? I was going through a murder trial. The shit was going through what it was. Poetry shit ended up in the poetry venue. Got on stage, they was like, "Oh my god, he's dope." I was like, "What? Really? I like it." I'm glad y'all applaud for my pain. <laughs> Crazy, but what the fuck ever. <laughs> so then I was the nigga who did real poetry. Mm-hmm. I get into this. I get into this venue. Everybody's waiting to see me because now I relate to real people. And then not to mention, no, I sold weed with most of the niggas who was coming into poetry venues for the girls. So now it's like, oh, well, my niggas here. Right. He does this. Did you know he's talented? Who knew? So now I got thugs in there with the pretty bitches. Excuse me, with the pretty women. No, we we say a lot. No, of no, no. There, there, there was some bitches there because mostly pretty women because it was it was artistic, you know, okay. really really artsy type. Oh yeah. So gosh. with the pretty women, things like that, and and the crowd started mixing, but um. When, when, when the whole transition was going on, man, it was just like I went from being on stage to somebody saying, hey, man, you're good at running this crowd. What if I could put you on the camera? Mm-hmm. Fuck it. I mean, what am I going to say? No? Sure. Do it. Then I was hosting uh, a, a hip-hop TV show out here. Um, 
real hip hop fifty two eighty or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That uh, with Brian Tatum, right? You know, that was that was running in Denver and Nebraska and, and Utah, which was fucking crazy to me. So fuck, now I'm on TV, which is cool because now my daughter's like, oh, my dad's doing this. Now keep in mind, I was a nigga who was went from gang banging, right. Did poetry, who's now on TV. They seen I could do that shit, and they were like, well, nigga, you, you have you a voice. Yeah. Yo, what, what, so what? I'm talking fast, but I got a lot to say. I'm so, <laughs> so the thing about it is, is that um, people used to see me on stage and shit, and they, you know, I, I did what I did, and it was cool. Number one poetry in the nation for seven years by numbers, um, just because I had the largest numbers in the, in the building. Right. Um, but I would be in a grocery store standing behind motherfuckers, and they look me in my face and you know turn their back. But when I get on the phone and start talking, they turn around like, "Hey, you the poetry dude? I know your voice." So that's how it came to the radio shit. Like, man, you got a radio voice. You need to figure out how to do the radio shit. Okay. Mm. I mean, what am I going to say? No? Yeah, shit, okay, I'll do that too. Because every opportunity you get, man, is just is, is another opportunity to open a door. And you never know where it's going to lead, right? So right. How, who am I to say no? Did you ever bomb as a poet? Like, ever have, like, just a bad... Shit. Got up there like, man, get your gangbanging ass out of here. <laughs> no, so, and so here's what's crazy. I never bombed. Because what I did is that I spoke shit that was real to me. I wasn't, I wasn't fictitious. I wasn't doing no love poetry because I felt like it could get me pussy or no shit. Like right. when I got up there, what I was saying was real. So I never bombed because even if they didn't relate to the shit, it was it was good for me because I got it off my chest. And nine times out of ten, if you're saying some real shit and you're going through it, there's somebody in the crowd who's going through the same shit that you're going through. So once you get off stage, and even if one person tells you, "Hey man, that shit was dope. It touched me. That, that's some real shit. I was believing that." Nigga, you won. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I, I, I never, I never did bomb. No, there's some times that, <laughs> that I done done some shit. Motherfuckers was like, "What? What did he just say?" Yeah, you know. And I was the host too, so you know, I, I, I done hosted some shit and got into a couple of fights because I was rude as shit. But, you, know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, man. But I, no, nah, never, never bombed. When Wait, what happened with this fight? So nigga, I ain't what? like that shit you said about the butterflies in the sky being black and beautiful. Something like that. So your here, ass. So here's what it was, <laughs> man. Look, remember I told you I had the number one portrait in the nation. It was at the Casbah. Flex on him. Fle- uh, killed him. But the thing <laughs> of, which was around the same time the deaf poetry was out, so I'm not just going to say it was just because we were dope poets. It's because it was the culture. Yeah, right. Um, the nigga had a poem about his dad. I didn't know it was about his dad, but I told him. Everything that we do up here is poetry. No rap. You don't rap. And most motherfuckers would confuse, you know, because, you know, you're a rapper. You Rap is poetry. Well, no. Rap is rap. Poetry is poetry. <laughs> so my man got up there, told me he was going to do poetry, and ended up doing a rap anyway. It just so happened to be about his dad with no music, which really sucks. Aww. So, you know. So his dad's rap is trash. He's like, boo, nigga, get off the stage. <laughs> I, I hit the nigga with the Riley. So what happens? <laughs> <laughs> so when I, when I get on the stage, I clown him because you don't get on the stage and do it. I need to discourage everybody from trying to do that slick shit, and I'm just gonna embarrass you. And I'm not gonna laugh at you. The crowd's gonna laugh at you because I'm just gonna say what the fuck they were thinking anyway. Because when you started rapping, niggas is like, yeah. And then you hear, you hear a little chatter in the background, and then everybody's talking over the shit, and ain't nobody paying attention. So I clown him, and he didn't like it. And I, and, I, and, I, and I told the nigga, like, oh, you mad? Hit me then. Hit me. He hit me. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was awesome. Beat the brakes off the nigga, but it was awesome. I was like, damn. 
That nigga said it was awesome. I don't think I ever been hit and was like, yo, this shit was awesome. This shit was awesome. Nigga, grab the Draco, nigga. Hey, I, cool. I just try not to get hit in general. You know? Yeah, we so don't, the, don't move like that. The, <laughs> I, the idea about it is, is never try to get hit. But the, the awesome part about it is, is that when you when, when you forget your element and you get a little too cocky and you be like, nigga, hit me then if you mad. And he does. And you and, and it don't knock you out. You're like, oh, shit. This nigga's not with the shit. This nigga just hit me. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, but the good thing is I won the fight, so that's what made it awesome. If we got my ass whooped, it would have been a, y'all wouldn't even heard that story. But the, <laughs> that's other thing about it is, yeah. Yeah. So something else about you, bro, you speak a lot about, like, relationships and women, men, men, feelings and shit like that. <laughs> do, you, <laughs> do you feel like, I'm trying to figure out how to word this. Like, when you think about, like, you, your grandparents and shit like that. Like, Never knew them. But you're not yours specifically. Okay. But you Old know, folks. like how people they'll have grandparents that's been together for like sixty some years or some shit. Like nowadays, like now it's just like yo side chicks popping these hoes. Like it's not like that's not appreciated no more in black culture. IG girlfriends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you feel like why is that? You know what I mean? Like why do men and women in the community except and in for, the culture, except for me and Griffin, not yeah, except for me. Uh, <laughs> not put an emphasis on love like they used to. I think that was shots fired. You should take that personal. Yeah, take it. Uh, like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, so the thing about it is, man, is I, I don't, th- I don't think that people don't take love um, seriously. I, I don't, I don't think that's the case. And don't get me wrong. I mean, nigga, I'm probably not the one to, to discuss this shit. I ain't never been married a day in my <laughs> life. But, but what I do know is it's about being real with your emotions and being real with yourself. And the way I feel about it is, is that you know just. Let's not get it confused. The elder members of the family, the elder ones we're talking about, right. you know, don't think that them they weren't stepping out and they didn't have any situations too. Because you know, you hear the stories about your grandfather who had a whole other family down the block. And he had a side woman. He had a, he had a whole other family. Right. They you just know, didn't have camera phones. Yeah, IG, Instagram, none of that. You know, like, but but we talking about we talking about Mr. people Jenkins. who had right over there, yeah, <laughs> with Sister May, who, who was supposed to be his, you know, his cousin. Yeah, yeah you know, I mean, you know, like that. That's that's always been what it was, and I, I think that the problem that we run into right now is people not being uh, just just scared to be honest. My nigga, look, if, if I'm ready to, to to marry you and lock you down, and that's what that means. I mean, I'm that's. Everybody else is off the table, but I come from an old school type of situation where it's like you know if if if, if we ain't married, you don't run my life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If I'm choosing to be with you and we're gonna choose to make this a monogamous relationship or whatever it is, you know your goal is to make me happy. Right. And if you don't do that, then um, you know I'm, I'm going to I'm going to make myself happy. Now, does that mean that I that I make you sad and I break down everything from you and I take everything from you. No, we just, we going to build until we get to that point. But, you know, first of all, man, relationships is not ownership. That's slavery shit. Mm. You know what I mean? Just because I'm with you don't mean you own me. You don't run me. You don't make my decisions. If that I'm there, like I'm there because I choose right to be. Yeah, that was kind of pimpish, bro. That was that was low-key bars right there. <laughs> you like that? Yeah, I thought you were about to say a poem shit. right there. Life is poetry. And I mean, but you got to think about it, though. You, you, if... If you're not happy, brother, who's going to make you happy? Right. You're going to wait on her to do it? Right. Mm. Get happy, my nigga. So do you think that social media also gives people too much access (laughs) to other people? Because really, like, you have women at your fingertips, basically. Social media has fucked up everything, if you ask me, bro. Um, You know, and and I say that in a sense to where you uh, you don't have to work no more. 
mm-hmm. you know, and we're talking about from the children all the way up to the adults. I mean, children don't have to work to have relationships. My nigga, I, there used to be a time if I lived on your block and I wanted to be your friend, we had to have a conversation at some point. Yeah. You know, and I, let's be honest, I might have to kick my, my ball down your block, you know, down there, pause, no homo, but, you know, <laughs> get down there and be like, oh, what's up? You want to play ball or something? You know what I mean? What's your name? You know what I mean? But now niggas is... You know, you, Click a button and now we friends. Now I got access to your whole life. Now I'm like watching everything you do. Right. You know, I mean that's bullshit. Relationship wise, like she got a fat ass. I could hit the friend request and now you in know here. I'm in there. Yeah, yeah. And, and now I got access to your life. I'm looking at you raising your kids and all kind of shit. Now them is our kids. Yeah, that you know sounds like graffiti. <laughs> we squaring up every like, hey, I, don't, I don't know what you niggas is going through, but we, we can take a break. <laughs> Y'all catching it though. Y'all see it. Y'all well, see you, how you do hey, it. Hey, you, you shot first. I'm just letting you know. You know I, I heard it. I did. I did. I did. But now. Internal shit going on. <laughs> obviously. Obviously, niggas is going through some things. So here's what I'm saying. Quit fucking each other's women, man. Just be happy. Whoa. What? Oh, I said that. Oh. Hey. <laughs> Shout out to marriage and commitment and black love and all that shit. Oh, because you're married. Yep. So, Moving on. Oh, so your lady don't like him because he's the whole <laughs> he don't ever get to hang out with you, huh? We hang out all the time in family settings. Yeah. <laughs> K City and shit. Can't, can't, can't go to the club. Who was you with? You and know he's been trying to talk to my girlfriend. Well, we under, we encourage we encourage my man's because he's like the last one left. So we gotta live vicariously oh. through that. Damn, I am the last one left. Like out of all of my friends. Yeah, all hey, do they ever lunch. tell you don't do it? So he's still out. You, you know, I, I kind of hear, I kind of see like both sides of it. Hey man, look, marriage is a beautiful thing. When you find somebody you can spend your life with and all that kind of shit, there. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's 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 a there's a sense of comfort in it. There's a beauty in it. But the problem is, is that I think people jump into it without being able to commit to it and being able to just give it 110. percent That's why I've never been married. Right. You know, I, I've been waiting for that position where I could just give it 110. percent And if I'm not, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fuck you up. I'm not gonna waste my time for what? Right. What do you, what do you think it's gonna take? What's it gonna take to get you to settle down? Oh man, you know relationships or settle up. It, it, it's the friendships, bro. It, for, for me, it's going to take that growth. It's, it's going to take more than just you know uh, we get along today. Like I, I, I need us to be good for a long time. I need us to be friends for a long time. I want, I want that shit that most of y'all niggas said in y'all's wedding vows. You know, like I want my married my best friend and all that bullshit. You know, that that's what I want. I need her to be my best friend. I need her to be, you know, somebody who understands me, who's gonna go through the shit with me. Because to be perfectly honest, man, I said this shit a long time ago, and I wish I probably never said it. But it, my wife is gonna have to go through hell mm. to be with me. And once it's done, you know, it's smooth sailing. After that, I would imagine. I hope. But yeah, you're gonna go through hell because I'm not an easy nigga to get along with. And I didn't, I didn't seen a lot of shit and done a lot of shit. So what kind of hell? What kind of hell? Mm-hmm. You gonna go like, through? Oh, is, shit, it, is it nah, like come on, man. fidelity? Is it like it's all of that? I mean, let's, like, let's let's not front. I'm, I'm real and I'm gonna keep it real for a reason. I mean, it's, nigga, I've been out here. Okay, I've been a local celebrity. I didn't, I didn't have the groupies. I was on stage. I was a poet. I did all that shit. I'm, I, I'm out here. I move around. I got all the money. I, 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 I see this shit on a regular basis, and I got trust issues because I seen a lot of this shit. Mm-hmm. You see, what I'm saying I didn't see niggas who's super happy in, in in marriages and weddings, you know, and, and all that kind of shit, and and they and they wife be in the club on my hat. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Who, I've seen who, it too. Who, who this nigga? Who hasn't? You know what I mean? Who's who? who this nigga's in love. I mean, he's right. he's at the house with the kids right now, changing diapers, right. waiting for her to get home. I mean, at the same time, isn't beat, there? And she's out here gone. So you know, I, I have trust issues, and you know, you, you, you got to think at some point. Like you know, when I was in my younger, you know, twenties, thirties, you know, maybe you know, three or four years ago, um, 
But I feel like there's never going to be a perfect situation. Every every woman and every man, there's going to be some sort of past. Somebody hit somebody's chick. Somebody slept with somebody's dude or friend. Or Especially when you're in the scene like that. Yeah. So Niggas the, be out here. So the thing about it is, man, is that, you know, to, to be honest, you don't want somebody perfect. You want somebody perfect for you. Mm. Right? Straight up. I mean, you don't want nobody perfect. You want somebody who, who shit you could deal with. Because, I mean, if, you, if you're a gangster nigga, you don't want no square broad. Or maybe you do. Mm. To balance it out. Right, because that's—I mean—that's me. My my ladies, I don't—I I don't want my lady anywhere around what I do. Because right. she gangster, like y'all might have to like square it up or something. Every once in a while, and she might steal on you, and that, and that, could, <laughs> <laughs> that could be a problem. Straight up, man. So if I'm out here in Colorado, or just in general, and uh, I want to get in contact with the uh, Colorado Commission, what's that process? Go outside, throw up the bad signal, I'm there. I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, I mean, the, the Colorado Commission is a network full of a lot of people, man, uh, business owners and things of that nature. I mean, it's social media. We have the Colorado Commission uh, Facebook page, coloradocommission at gmail.com. I mean, we're around. I mean, it's, 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 it's a network. And if you're doing business out here, man, you should already know me. That's my goal. Right. Or you should know somebody in it. You, you didn't work with somebody in it. You didn't talk to somebody. You didn't got a referral or did business with them. Uh, that's what I would hope. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. I key just asked your question, my bad, bro. You want to ask mine? Uh, yeah. If it was, <laughs> uh, so what would be your advice? No, nah, man. I didn't want to leave this interview on that on that last conversation <laughs> with the women and shit. So let's talk about my video production company. Let's oh, do let's it. do it. Y'all gonna let me do that shit? Let's do yeah. it. That, that rules around this one. I, I see. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, tell <laughs> us. Tell us about. So, so I heard that you have a video production company. Tell us about that. <laughs> you know, man, I, I, I so happen to own a video production company called Tribe View Productions, which does corporate commercials and marketing for a lot of businesses and small black-owned businesses, what it originally started for, so I could give them corporate production to allow them to actually compete with these major corporations on a uh, on a marketing level on, you know, scale. So I got the, the plug on Comcast and all that kind of stuff there. Mm-hmm. So you could get your marketing done and everything, you know, created on a high-quality broadcast definition, and, you know, that way you could promote your business. Yeah. yeah, y'all want to talk about my institute? Let's do, let's let's do, do it. it. Whatever you got, brother. So here's the thing: the CNA. <laughs> no, but I, I really got to do this, though. Yeah, I heard you um, had an institute. Tell us about that. <laughs> Abundant Life Health and Wellness uh, CNA Institute is an institute uh, to help you get your cert- your uh, certified nursing assistants. Oh, damn, that's real. Right. And the thing about it is, is that um, a lot of our community is not aware how to do this business, right, and, get, and keep it going and keep money in the family. So if you have an elderly parent or you have a kid with special needs and things of that nature, most people don't know that you could actually get paid to take care of your own family. Mm-hmm. And all you need to do is have your certified nursing assistance uh, certification to do so. Really? So... Um, the course is starting at $1,000, six-week course. You go through the course. You get your certified nursing assistance. You could get it. Um, you only have to be 16 to even take the course. So if you have some kids at home, some troubled teens, and they don't know what the hell they want to do with their life, they're getting on your nerves all summer, send them to, send them to the program. And, uh, yeah, man, they, they could get certified and have summer jobs and work with the elders and shit like that. So that's that's, that's the important thing. I didn't want to leave it on the relationship shit because that's, no, that's, yeah, that's yeah, bogus. Yeah, I wanted to do the business side of it. Tribe Production, get your commercial done. Certified nursing assistants, man, let, let, let me help you build your family, help your kids get a career, or even you because we need careers and shit. Straight up, man. Real shit. I'm glad you put that in there. So yeah. as far as getting that's involved in politics, what are some things that the black community – community can do as far as being able to to keep ourselves knowledgeable and in tune with that man i don't do politics well bro i don't like niggas mm. <laughs> you know I, I'm, I'm not gonna throw you i don't like well, i niggas. say that shit <laughs> no nah, don't, don't get me wrong we all gonna get some like i you know i respect a black man but i you know i hate these activists 
Mm-hmm. Let me let me correct the act or this. You, know, mm. you niggas act like y'all really mean something to the community, but you don't do shit. That's a bar. So I don't I don't do the politics. My politics is this, man. I got a grandchildren. I got I got a, a grandson and a granddaughter. What I'm going to do for my family is I'm going to be a better man. I'm going to show them how to be a righteous man. I'm going to show them how to be respectful of life, and I'm going to do this shit at home. So as he's being raised, he has a value about life. Because all this shit that you niggas is marching about and all this shit here, you niggas going to march for Trayvon Martin. You going to march for the the the, the Cops killing all these niggas, but at the same time, your cousin killed a nigga in Park Hill. Where was you at then? You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't, I don't want to hear that shit, man. Fuck y'all. But I feel like it's kind of a different a different perspective on it because what affects the black community in, in regards to gang violence, it's not the same when we're looking at uh, the the judicial system and law enforcement and their, and their violence against black people. I, I do agree that we should definitely... You know, make make sure that we're looking at both sides, but I don't I don't think that the two are necessarily mutually exclusive. Here's the thing, brother. I, and, and I mean, you you're entitled to your opinion, and I respect that. But what but what I believe is this: you teach your son respect, and he won't have most of those situations that these niggas that don't have it is going to face. I've I've ran into police and shit like that. I've been pulled over many times as a lot of niggas. You know what I mean? But at the same time, I know how to deal in that situation because I'm a man that was taught with respect and I understand the authority of power. And it's not the fact that I give you power over my life. It's the fact that I understand that you have that power. So I'm, I'm going to speak a certain way. I'm going to hold myself a certain way. But if I'm not on the block selling dope and you pull up on me, then shit, I don't really have a problem with you, right? You know, I, I think that, man, that there's a lot of shit that has to be taught at home before we could go out in these streets and demand somebody else to do it. Like, yeah. I can't stand in a, in a crowd full of grown-ass men and say, hey, we all need to do better if I'm not being a better man at home for my kids. You know what I mean? Nigga, you, you gangbanged for 11 years and just got out of jail talking about be better, read a book. Nigga, that's all you had time these to kids, do. These kids, man. Right? These kids is what It's man. not like you chose to read a book. Like, yeah. <laughs> you, know, yeah. you, you was locked down for 23 hours. So, you know what I mean? It's got to be by example for, for me. That's how I believe. Man, you a deep brother, man. I see why you got your name, brother. Oh, man, thank Reality. you, brother. I believe that. I so what are your thoughts on uh, spirituality and religion? Man, I love it. The thing about it is is that um, your relationship with your God is your God. And a lot of people don't understand that, um, that, that, that in my opinion, religion is the separation because it, it, it breaks it down into categories. But I can't tell you how to praise your God. I can't tell you your relationship with your God. And, and tell you the truth, I prayed more when I was selling weed than I ever did when I wasn't. Because mm-hmm. every time I got in the car with a pound, I was like, dear baby Jesus, don't right. let nobody pull me over. Every time I seen a cop, I was praying. Straight up. You see what I'm saying? But the thing about it is, is that, you know, I don't care what religion you are, where it's at, you know, every point of religion is to teach you how to be a better man and live with morals. Every religion, no matter what religion it is, Buddhist, Christian, Muslim, everything about a, a religion teaching is for you to be a better person. Mm. So I don't really believe in religion as much as spirituality, man. You know, just work every day to be a better man, to be a better person in general, and that shit comes back to you, you know. Because, how, how, I mean, that's, just, that's, that's logic, right? Don't segue into my question. <laughs> I'm going to ask my question. <laughs> so the piece of advice, knowledge, whatever, that you would leave with the world, what would that be? Um, we ain't put here to fail. Nobody was born into this life to fail. And whatever the situations that you're going through, whatever the shit that happens in your life, whatever it is that you feel you can't have, that's not, that's not how it is. Like, you're not put here to fail. Anything that you want, you could obtain. 
anything that you dream, you see it for a reason. That's 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 your premonition. That's your life. Believe it. You know what I mean? Nobody's put here to fail. So when you wake up in the morning and you feel like shit's all against you, my nigga, that's the test. That's what's supposed to be. But at the same time, as long as you know that you're going to win regardless, you're going to win. So, so here's the thing. A wise woman told me this, my mother. She said, you fight in a fixed fight, son. You know, at the end of that 12th round, you're going to win. Regardless of what happens from 1 through 11, at the end of that 12th round, you're going to win. Now, if most niggas knew that about life, how hard would you fight? How would you fight differently between 1 through 11? So what I'm saying is that, nigga, when I wake up, I already won. And that's it. You know, just 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 know you're fighting a fixed fight. You already won, family. And then whatever it is you want, you're going you're gonna to get it. But you you got to want it. Damn, I'm going to ride with that. You that's already real. won. It's a fixed fight. That's real. Yeah, it's a fixed fight. You already won. It's on some McGregor Mayweather shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, we appreciate you, bro. Let's go ahead and clap it up for my marriage. Hey, hey, man, I appreciate you. And I didn't mean to take over and get all in my shit, man. Hey, no, I that's appreciate what we need, it. Hey, man. Talk that talk, man. Good hey, that's what's shit. up. Man, it's Life is Dope Podcast. I'm Graffiti. I'm Davey. Hey, and before I let you off of this, man, I got to do this real quick. Uh-huh. Graffiti, Davey, man, I appreciate you brothers for giving this this whole platform because the truth about it is, man, is that as much as y'all think that this is just something that y'all, and I ain't going to say, I'm not going to downplay it, but what y'all do here, man, means a lot. And I and I, I do want y'all to see the big vision because there's a lot of people paying attention, man, and I'm one of them. And if there's anything that we could do, Colorado Commission, the team, anything else, man, just know that you, you got support and uh yeah, congratulations to y'all. We clap it up for y'all. Hey, man, I appreciate it. Hell yeah. It's That's life is dope. Yep. Yeah. Right. Yeah. This is a Sprite, and it tastes exactly like it sounds. That first hit of cool, crisp refreshment on your tongue, followed by that familiar chorus we all know by heart. Sprite, thirst for yours. This is the sound of regular water droplets. This is the sound of vitamin water droplets. Regular water, vitamin water. Regular water, vitamin water. Hey, come on now. Vitamin water. It has vitamins, but also parties. Copyright 2020, Glasso.